0: Classic boy. All uh, right. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this word uh, uh, again. We're talking about kingdom leaders, and again, this 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 uh, teaching is intentional. God is preparing us for the next stage of transition. So, you know, okay, of course, take notes, but also um, you know, go back and whether it's SoundCloud, CDs, or what have you, go back and really. Uh, somebody was telling me the other day. Go back and listen to it again, you know, while you're driving. Je- well, you know, do do a Z, you know, while you're driving. Make sure you uh, pick up the nuggets that you may b- miss, because we don't always have time um, to slow down. And again, this is not um, um, what God has given us. He's given us, how can I say this? Respectfully, He's taken away uh, any excuse we have. To not be ready for our promotion, right now again he's taking away excuse, but it doesn't mean that people will be obedient to make sure they get what they need and, and again this, this is this this information uh some of it is is uh of course there's always fresh rhema but God has been putting this information together uh probably for about fifteen, 20 years. And he's uh, he's instructed us to get you this information because you're going to need it, um, especially to deal with uh, what he's have set up. Right? Okay. So some of it'll be convicting. You know. That's you know we, uh, we were just talking about uh, we was driving here. We was talking about growing in general. We were talking about how growing is hard, and we, was talking our, uh, we were talking about our we talking about our son. And I was saying, I said, well, you know, I said, you know, he's growing. I said, if dad so much as ask, ask a question, so y'all ain't the only one. So he's he he, he he's been with me for a long time now. But I said, if I asked him a question, I know his first thought is, what have I done wrong? But I, I don't ask questions to find out what people have done wrong. I actually ask questions because, you know, and I told my wife this just driving. I said, my son grown. I said, when he was young, I wouldn't be asking questions. I'm the adult, you're the child. Hey, w- what are you doing? Or for lack of better words, what the heck are you doing? But I, I, you know, I, I respect them too much to do that. So what I'll do is, if I hear something, I, I, I might be looking at it the wrong way. So what I'll do is i say, okay, this is what I heard. This is what I believe you said. Tell me what your intent is. And so now, now after, now, but what the tough part is, I'm asking the question and I respect that. I'm a strong leader. So since I'm asking the question, it'd be like, okay, what's the catch? No, it's no catch. It's really, I really want to, I have to respect you have a perspective, you have an insight, you have an angle. Now, I'm doing that with my son. I'm definitely going to do that with y'all. You know, you guys are grown. So I'm asking questions because you have an insight, you have an angle. And, You know, you might've considered some things I hadn't considered. Now, if you haven't, then I'm hoping you're humble enough to recognize that, okay, I hadn't thought about that. Because that's what I'm gonna do. If I say, I'm gonna just say, I hadn't thought about that. Hadn't even considered that. We have conversations all the time, go, baby, I hadn't even looked at it from that angle. You know, so what what we do is we deal with everybody like they're mature. But respectfully, everybody's not mature. That's not me putting nobody down, it's true. You know, some people have skipped through the ranks. I was telling, we were sharing, uh, we uh, talking about my son. My son's been a single, uh, He hasn't had any brothers and sisters, so I was saying, like with our grandchildren, we've tra- we we spend time with them as they were growing, teaching them how to celebrate when other people get stuff. You know, some of them would be getting upset. You know, because somebody it was somebody else's birthday, and uh, you know, at one time the the the. The, pu- the parents wanted us, and maybe if we could do something. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not, we're not doing something where everybody happy. We're going to teach them how to celebrate when somebody else is enjoying stuff. But I told her, I said, my son didn't have to do that ever because there was nobody else there. So by default, he hadn't had to consider nobody. So I can't, I'm not, I can't be bothered if sometimes he's not considering folks. He ain't had to consider nobody. There was no one around. So even though you teach a person, hey, think about others, stuff like that, the grandchildren getting everyday training at it. They're living with, go ahead, let her have it. Well, we'll share with her. Well, it's okay. My my, my son didn't have to deal with that. Some of us in this room are like that too. There's things that we didn't get. Some of us was in our room the whole, whole time. Or some of us rebelled early, went out in the street and made ourselves our parents. That has an effect. Like, not, not a, it's not a, you ain't crazy, but you didn't have to mature. You stop maturing. When, when you leave accountability, you stop maturing. And so now when you, you start to be forged into a level of leadership, some of us don't know how to be sincere and understand the value of sincerity. So God has created an opportunity for us to get maybe some things that we we missed or some things that we did drive by. You ever you, some people went to school to absorb, apply. Some people went to school to get by. Y'all know the difference, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got through that grade, don't remember nothing you were taught. You, you now some of us got through stuff that we don't remember Nothing we were taught. We were just trying to get through class. Could have been physics, could have been English, it could have been whatever. Well, you need that English now, don't you? But you said to yourself, because it was born, it was okay for you to dismiss it, right? It was never okay to dismiss. It had nothing to do with whether it was born or not. You're gonna, you need it, right? Math, how some people say, oh, math ain't my subject. And what are you telling your brain? It's okay for me to dismiss it because it's not my subject. You need that math now, don't you? You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so what God does is he says, hey, let me fill in the gaps that maybe in immaturity we may have skipped. Not because everybody here is great. We've already determined that. But that greatness has to be carved out. We talked about that. right? It has to, you have to dig in deep and pull it out right? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, is what the scripture says. But some of us don't want to tremble to get it out. We want it to come out easy, and it doesn't work that way, right? All right, but that's why we're here, right? To serve you. (laughs) All right, see, so, so, so let's go to that scripture, Philippians 2. Holy Spirit is awesome. I couldn't have planned that if I tried. All right, so philippians 2 because this is what we're doing um, in, on these wednesdays uh what, what do the kids have uh we went to the thing what was it vacation bible school all right yeah so we, we're doing uh uh summer leadership <laughs> summer leadership right so by the time we get into harvest time which is the fall we'd be ready to rock and roll all right, so Philippians 2 verse 12 It says wherefore my beloved As ye have always obeyed Now this scripture is assuming Obedience is not an option Right It says As you, as you have always obeyed <laughs> Like a matter of fact Not as in my presence only But much more in my absence Right So, so your obedience is at another level When no one's around Hear, hear what I'm saying. The scripture is saying your obedience is at another level and no one is around. Then he goes on after the comment says, work out your own salvation, your own wholeness, your own deliverance with fear and trembling. So what it's saying is, as it applies to us as leaders, leaders operate, it's saying leaders operate in integrity. And what that is, is obedience private and publicly. Now we are we know that the immature leader only operates in obedience publicly when people are watching or when there's a stage the immature leader is always obedient, but privately they're doing something different It's a compartmentalized life but God promotes the leader that lives in obedience right that not just the one that uh has the form of godliness or honors him with their lips, but their heart is far from him, right? I right, so so, you know, we spent time talking about the chisels, the chosen and the chickens the last couple of weeks. And so we're gonna get into, you know, we we went into First Peter and it talked about being examples to the flock and not lords over them, right? So, so we talked about being leaders and not lorders. So you have, you have leaders, you have lorders, but then you have lay people, people that are be in preparation to cross over into their level of leadership. So, so when we think about leadership, you have to ask yourself a few questions. Can you follow, right? Can you follow would be a question. But then the, the, the parallel question is, can you lead? Now now, again, when people hear leadership, they think I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah you know, a lot of people think leaders, I'm in charge. you know? what you say? Managed. Yeah, yeah, that's manager. I'm in charge. But the leading and the following have a, a similar gene. It's called service. right? They, they, they have a similar spirit, servant Spirit. Right. So can you follow and can you lead? Now some people say they can follow, but they can only follow in public. Not in private. Right? Some people can lead, but they can only lead in public. They can't lead in private. Right? And we'll get we'll get into it here in a second. I, I heard a comment, um a friend of ours came out and visited us a couple weeks ago, and uh he said he was talking to his pastor, and his pastor said, uh, pastors smell like the sheep. He is, is a good pastor smells like the sheep, right? That means he's spending time with them. <laughs> they're around each other a lot, right? You know, uh, rules without relationship breed, breed rebellion. But you have some pastors don't smell like the sheep at all because they don't spend time around the sheep. You know, they're in a position where they're ruling the the the, the establishment, but they don't. Like they don't want to go anywhere near the sheep. <laughs> that's not why they're in it. They're in it to just have the platform, not necessarily to serve the flock, right? Remember, he told Peter, "Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep." Well, he could have said a thousand things to Peter. Why he kept saying, "Feed my sheep"? Because that's what all of our job is, right? Freely has been given to you, so freely you should give. It's, it's, it's not about for, for me and my wife to compartmentalize our life in our own little world, like we, me, my wife, my son, and my grandchildren. That, that, that's not what it's about, you know, and that's dangerous because we will be constipated, you know. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. So let's go here to Matthew 20. Let's go here to Matthew 20. And, and, and the reason why I said go over this stuff, because we, we're in a lot of situations where we have a lot of conversations with people where they, again, they're, they're just trying to, remember I said how you go, you're in class and you just want to get out of the class. So you may have passed the test in the moment, but you haven't absorbed the information. That would be like a surgeon going to school, learning how to be a surgeon and just trying to get the information. But now he has to perform major heart surgery on you. No, no, no. Surgeons can't just get the information. They have to absorb it. Uh, I was a a dean over our ministry school, and I was telling them, I said, listen, I I get it. You come in here, you want to be ordained and stuff like that. I said, but this ain't a class where you could just say, hey, I got through. Some people go to seminary just to get through. No, you have to absorb the information. You have to be able to pull on it. Because lives are at stake, right? You're a spiritual surgeon. In that moment you encountered that person, that's an opportunity to perform surgery on their heart. If you are not precise and you don't have the information, you could cost that person their life. And if you just, you know, sometimes out of fear you just wing it, you may find out the information two years later, oh, that wasn't accurate, but that person's already living that out. right? So that's why it's important. Uh, Matthew 20, and we'll go here to verse 25. It says, but Jesus called them unto him and said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles, those that are leading them, exercise dominion over them or Lord over them that they that are great exercise authority upon them but it shall not be so, it shall not be so among you but whosoever will be great among you let him be your minister or in the greek that word minister means servant it says and whosoever will be chief among you let him be your servant right it says, even as the Son of Man came not to, to be ministered to or to be served, but to minister, to, to be a servant, and to give his life as a ran- ransom for many. So he says, even when I showed up, it wasn't about people serving me. It was about me serving people what they needed, right? So it says, those that are going to be chief among you should be servants. Another uh, translation of in another gospel says servants of all. So every level of leadership you rise to Is another level of service But some people never see that They think every level of leadership Is another level of They just look at it as the authority to rule Or to lord Not an opportunity to serve Right Like today you're being served this word This is not because I'm sweet And you're not or this that and the other This is being served I'm yielding my vessel to God To serve you the word Right so it's so so again and that's what we're looking for especially uh next level of leadership employees stuff like that we're looking for people that have a heart to serve other people not just want to be in charge you know that's that's not that's not what the goal is All right so you so so Check this statement out. Can you who believe you're designed for a greater purpose submit to those you see with a lesser purpose? Can you who believe you're designed for a greater purpose submit to those you see with a lesser purpose? So if you look at Matthew 3, verse 13 through 17, you can write it down. Uh, we've talked about it here before. But nah, let's see. We got to go to it. It's, we're already in Matthew. So let's go to Matthew three because I, I I want you to just just see it with your eyes so it can penetrate your heart. Submit. Okay. Can can you who believe you are designed for a greater purpose? Submit to those you see with a lesser purpose. All right, so so Matthew uh, 13, uh, Matthew three thirteen, 13 is, is uh, 13 through 17 is an example of this. It said, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. So we already know who Jesus is. We already know who John is. Look, but John forbade him saying, I need to be baptized of thee. Cometh thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfil all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, "This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased." God could have said that to him at any time. Why he said it to him right there? And if you if you read before this, if you read the uh, John was. Preparing the ways. He was talking about this one that cometh, I'm not worthy to, 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 to lash his sandals. The one that he was talking about shows up and asks him to baptize him. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, no. You need to be baptizing me. Jesus said, No, 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 no. This fulfills the righteousness of God. You see what I'm saying? So what do you so he who had a greater purpose didn't think he was above submitting to someone that had a lesser purpose right? Y'all see that? And then uh, in John chapter 13, uh, 12 through 16, uh, I'm trying to talk about it, but the Lord is saying, let's go read it. John 13. I'll just speed up my reading. All right, so John 13, verse 12. It says, so after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and was set down again, he said unto them, know ye what I have done to you. Verse 13, you call me master and Lord, and and you say, well, for so I am. He says, if I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. So he's saying, look, I'm showing you how to operate as a leader with the attitude of a servant. He says, I'm your Lord master, but I washed your feet. And, and if you watch how Jesus flowed, he lived like this. This wasn't something that he did in the moment. He just lived to serve, right? And so we have to live to serve. So, so, so you know, when I first uh, learned the scripture, uh, they, uh, he that's chief among you must be servants of all. I got the revelation. I was like, okay, so I have to, as a leader, I have to learn to serve. So that's what I did. I mentally and served. But then I, as I grew, I, I crossed over to it's how I live. It's not something I have to do consciously. And so the thing is, if it's how you lived, it will be seen in every aspect of your life. So we're not at church. I will be serving my wife if I live to serve. Right? If I live to serve, we're serving one another, obviously. Um, that's what the scripture says. So in so, everywhere I go, you know, I, I noticed, uh, well, I learned it from her, but we could be at a restaurant. She'll stack up all the dishes and everything in the night nice little neat, neat pile. So the so the waitress don't have to work as hard. As opposed to this your job, you figure it out, right? I I learned that from her. So I do it now too, we, we get together. Hey, put yours here. And then, you know, I'm an artist. So I'd be stacking them the right way where they won't fall. Well, no, no, let's take this plate, put it under here and put this here. All this. You know, and they still gonna get a tip. Right? Just looking to convenience the people around you. Now, she says, I do it to a default sometimes. She's like, baby, you know, I gotta watch you because you're gonna, like, like, you know, well, I, I'm gonna say it, she don't say it this way, but this is how it, like, you, you're gonna let them get over. You're like, you're gonna accommodate them. No, and their job is to do you right. Right? And that, that is their job, but guess what? Like, you know, uh, I, I, t- I, I take a lesson from when David was traveling and Abigail rolled up to him. David was about to take out uh, Abigail's uh, husband because he treated his, his men wrong. So she stops. She says, man, you're about to be the next king. You got bigger fish to fry. So you're trying to get this small victory at the expense of the bigger plan. He said, man, forget him, man. Listen, what you need? Sure, Abigail's like, I'll make sure you get what you need in the mariner later. Right, it's bigger fish to fry. So sometimes we're 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 stealing moments of opportunities for what? So I can I can prove that I'm special at the dinner table, at the at the, at the restaurant. That that that's what I'm trying to prove. Look look, I'm the chief f- for the, the 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 people assigned on the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we have to watch what we're doing because we're training ourselves not to be leaders, but to be lorders. So a leader that's looking to eventually be released from service shouldn't even take the position. So that's what, this, this is what, what the Lord is saying here. If you're signing up for leadership and you know you have to go through a process, faithful in another man's, and you can't wait till servanthood is over, so you can just lead, don't take the position because once you sign up for the preparation, even when you get to the purpose, you never stop serving. But if you're looking, yeah, I can't wait till now. People can serve me. You're in trouble. That's how churches fall. That's how businesses fall. That's how families fall. Okay. Right. So, so see, and this is what's dangerous when you start to take on that mindset, when this leader falls, they, it's hard for them to even accept the fall. They'll try to take their former badge of authority into every place of service. So, so, so what happens is you have people that have not learned, have, either they weren't taught or they never knew how to be leaders, so what they do is they fall in leadership, but they're in denial. They don't accept that. They fell because they weren't operating like a God-type leader. They were operating like a lord. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, right? So, so, so a person that's prideful is going to fall. It says, the person that that exalts himself shall be abased. The person that abases himself shall be exalted. So, people exalt themselves in their heart, don't recognize it. God allows them to fall instead of going, Lord, I didn't do this right, did I? They, they go, they, they, they start pointing fingers. Well, see, Pastor Mel did this. Chris did this. Yeah, Amelia did this. And what happens is now they walk around with their, their former badge of authority and they take that into every place of service. Instead of going into that new opportunity or that new beginning, we was talking about always driving, with the attitude of a servant. They go in, hey, recognize my, my former authority and that's dangerous, right? That's dangerous because you're still not getting the, re- the, the, the requirements for God to exalt you. See, instead, you should be taking your heart and offering it for service, not taking your former badge and offering it for leadership. You should be taking your heart and offering it for service every place you go. That's how God will exalt you, Humble yourself in the sight of God, not in the sight of man. In the sight of God, He exalts you in due time. So there's people that look humble in man's sight, but in their heart, they're prideful. So they're not humbling themselves in the sight of God. So they're wondering why how come I'm not getting exalted? I look like the most humble person in this room. Yeah, on the outside, but God, man looks on the out outward appearance. God looks on the heart. So, so it says, if you humble yourself in the sight of God you got to you got to read all of it you'll be exalted in due time not how you present yourself in front of man and some people are so clouded they 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 can't tell the difference and that's dangerous right again again is it, this is this is information to help us to to really qualify to genuinely qualify to be promoted right at every level i don't care if it's if it's uh ministry jobs house Athletic Some people The the kids don't listen to nothing you say Because on the inside The kids recognize your hard heart We'll get into that later Uh, You know Again that's why certain certain churches grow to a certain level Then become comfortable and fall Why? The leadership is too buried with the avenues And lose sight of the time and energy To develop both themselves and And their members for high levels in God See, so, so people get caught up in the avenues And the are caught up in keeping up The status, the props You know, and they lose sight Of developing themselves Because you have to keep developing yourself And developing the people around them That's why uh, ministries fall That's why businesses fall That's why families fall You know, some people couldn't wait to be A, 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 a father or mother Just to be in charge that just because you 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 birthed a child, don't mean you're ready for authority. That don't make you automatically wise. Uh, I, I had a parent. Well, only have a couple parents. Uh, well, I presented this way. I had someone that 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 just you know again they weren't taught how to operate in authority, so they thought authority was just telling t- telling people what to do. Just do as I say. See, see, nobody's going for that. I'm telling you right now, the kids will be—they'll be, be looking at you. Okay, okay. Then go over going, <laughs> right. like they go away going, "Idiot!" Right? like they don't see again. You can tell who respects you, who sees you as a leader by who's really following you. As matter of fact, they'll initiate one to follow you. Right? You could. You, I'm, I'm just saying this. So, so you got to watch that. And that wasn't my quote. I got that from Maria Wood Woodard. Woodard. Uh, uh, God's generals. She's one of is in the book God's generals. So we have to raise the roof to elevate those following. That means we have to elevate ourselves in development, so the people under us will develop. But when you stop a lot, when, when you get to a point where can't nobody tell you nothing, everybody around you is stopping, the, stop, stop, is stopping their growth. Uh, we were in a situation in our household. We were growing. I had got in 1996. Uh, write a vision every year for the house. And I've shared this before, but I got the revelation of discipline for the house. So I study like crazy. I study day and night. But reading was hard because I'll be reading and I see something interesting and i I go study. <laughs> like, oh, ooh, ooh, I wonder what that is. And, and I could never get through chapters and the Lord said, I need you, get all the information. You gotta have the story too, you know. And so, so I develop a, a a plan of discipline. So I got up like two hours before I went anywhere. So we had basketball practice at six a.m. I got up before, you know, whatever time I got two hours. And I think you know, um, the person I was around at the time said they read five chapters a day. So I said I'll start with two, and every quarter I'll add a chapter. We did that here at the church. And so, so I'm reading, and I, so so I'm up two hours before I go anywhere. All of a sudden, one day I was up and I heard pages turning. In the bedroom My wife was up She had got up an hour Before she had to go Where she had to go Well in the next room I heard my son turning pages He had got up a half hour So I was like That's what we talking about Up in here We rolling up in here That's that's what I'm saying Harmony together You know Finally Right So you know I got to You know Schedules, time, whatever I don't know what happened So instead of getting up two hours I got to start getting up an hour Right So when I got up an hour I noticed Wasn't nobody else up and so I'm bothered. Lord, how come they ain't up? He says, well, you lowered the bar. He says, so their, their, their percentage of being up now is underneath your hour. When you had the bar raised to two hours, one was getting up an hour, one was getting up a half, half hour. You shut it down to an hour, they lowered their bar too. <laughs> Maybe they do it two minutes. <laughs> right? So, you, so it's hard for people to rise above their level of leadership. Okay. So this is the thing about leaders Leaders are powerful right Um, Let's go to uh, Luke 16 Some people do this well at the surface But not at the core of their heart And then some people just do it great anyway Uh, But Luke 10 uh, I mean Luke 16 verse 10 it says, he that is faithful, full of faith in that which is least, is faithful also in much. And, and, and the faithful is a consistency, right? It says, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, and it's talking about uh, money there, who could commit to you the true riches, right? You know, see, it's a consistency even with money. You know, because God understands we live, work, and breathe for money. And as, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Now, again, this is talking about faithfulness in general, and it hit where our heart is money also, but it's talking about a consistency. So, if you think about, you know, one of the things with me and my wife have learned over the years is uh, one, be faithful in God's kingdom and be faithful in God's house. So we've learned that. And, and the reason why we've learned that is because we understand that, first of all, we can't be God-given, but we understand if we're consistent with committing to giving to God and his house, we'll be cons- he'll be consistent in making sure he takes care of us. But if we're inconsistent, we're leaving doors open, right? We're leaving doors open. And, 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 and when I say consistent, I'm talking about really consistent because sometimes we, we, we have our own hustle going on. So sometimes we... Because we, none of us are going to be just just flat out disobedient. We got to come up with a, something in our mind. Well, you know, God knows my heart. That might be one of our lines. Or, you know, well, you know, this such and such ministry over here. You know, they cool too. So I'm, I'm going to give to them. But where you're fed is where you're supposed to be consistent, consistent at. Right? Because when, you, when God moves you to your level of ministry, you want people all over the place or you want them to be faithful in what you are doing. When you're moving to that next level of promotion, you want the people under you consistently flowing with the vision or you want them to go, ah, we'll roll with them today. Tomorrow we'll think about doing something else. Oh, when you're leading that team, do you want everybody really flowing with you or you want them sometimes they flowing with you, sometimes they want to do their own thing. That could cost you the game right? I mean, how are we rolling? You want your family consistently following you or decide, man, I don't think, I disagree with that. I don't think I'm doing that. Well, normally, people are flowing with you the way you flow because they can't rise above their level of leadership. So if you're getting any level of rebellion, look in your heart. You might find some. right? I mean, I mean, that's just, that's, 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 that's what the scripture says. You're faithful uh, faithful in that which is another man. But let's let's focus in on this faithfulness. Um because what it is is leaders are committed and faithful, meaning that they have all in obedience. That's what faithfulness is all in obedience. It's not half in because think about it. What do you want? Let's like, pick pick whatever you're leading. You know, these guys play sports so we make you captain of the team. So you want you want everybody all in rolling with you? You know, you normally I was made captain of my team in college. So that means the coach is trusting that I understand what the schemes are and I'm going to empower everybody to do it. I'm kind of like that anyway. I just want us all on the same page because that's how you win. That's how If you play ball with me now, that's how I am now. You know, some of these people come and play and be like, man, he's taking it too serious. No, I ain't out here to lose. I'm out here to win. So if I'm out here to win, I'm like, yo, 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 play defense, follow up. Let, let, no, 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 box out, man. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm. listen, I'm just telling you now, if you want to play with me, I'm actually serious about basketball. I try to win, don't I? Like, I ain't playing, I'm not mad. When the game's over, I hug everybody. While we in the game, no, 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 we ain't out here playing around. Y'all half-stepping, I'm not trying to test nothing. No, we ain't testing nothing. I'm trying to win. We could test later. What I'm saying is, if I'm like that, then I have to be that way. You can listen. I don't care. Ask anybody. Uh, you can depend on me. If I'm with you, I'm with you. If I say I'm committed to you, I'm committed. If you ask me to do something, and you you show me how to do it. I'm gonna do it the way you told me to do it. I mean, like, man, I'm just gonna do it differently, cause that's what I want. I learned that years ago. I already know who's gonna follow me. The people that going to operate the way I follow. If I'm I'm expecting something different from how I follow, something ain't right up here. So so when I'm independent and I'm in my own world, guess what? I'm going to have a bunch of people around me independent in their own world. If can't nobody tell me nothing and I'm always defensive, guess what? I have a bunch of people around me. Can't nobody tell me nothing. They're always defensive. That's family. That's jobs. That's businesses. If I'm the scripture says, he that soweth sparingly reaps sparingly. It's simple. God is not mock whatsoever you sow, that that shall you reap. Those are scriptures. It's not just, yes, it's talking about if you sow money sparingly, but how you give your time, how consistent you are. If you only do things at your convenience, I guarantee you got something's gonna, it's gonna be on the line for you. You're gonna really need somebody. And they're gonna be like, nah, it's not at my convenience. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like you reap what you sow for real. I right, so, so, And with that in mind, it's a, it's, a, it's a faithfulness as being all in. I got this scripture from Minister Lamar, but it's perfectly, I'm sure he got it from God, but I think it's perfect. See, that's another thing. It's still gonna have the same impact just because I said I got it from Minister Lamar, don't change it. But I learned something. See, I served that too. If some if I learn something from somebody, I'm gonna serve them the value that they deserve for impacting me with the information. So that's so so. Very rarely, I will not give people props from where I get it, but I know another philosophy philosophy is I want to look good. So I'm going to make it look like this just came from me, or I'm not even going to take the time to acknowledge where I got it from. I'm just going to take this, share it. And and, and it's going to just look like it just came. What's wrong with sharing? Hey, I was listening to such and such. And I got that information. I watch people. I watch people here. I watch people minister all the time. They don't reference nothing they got from nobody. I'm saying that's another level I'm t- This is a teaching moment That's another level Whether you do or not It's the information Still going to get out But I'm saying you, You're training yourself To be a servant When you do that You're training yourself To value people What do you think Because guarantee If you say something You want props for it The reason why I know Because you're going to go Hey do you remember I said that So when you say something You want props for it, So why don't you give people Props then I don't have to solicit nobody giving me props for what I say. I go around giving people props for what they say. So guess what? I hear what I hear stuff that the Lord. I didn't say it. The Lord said all the time. I hear it all the time because I'm always saying. I learned this from Pastor Mel. It's in my notes. If you hold on, hold on. Hey, you. I need you to come up here right now. Don't lie either. Don't be making up nothing. What does that say right there? Uh, uh, Minister your, well, you don't have to read because I'm, I'm about to read what I got from you. Mm-hmm. But what's in parentheses? Minister Lamar. What's Minis- parentheses? Minister Lamar. Okay, good. <laughs> he, he didn't call me up. He didn't say, hey, hey, hey. When you say that, make sure you write my name in there. I don't care if, if I heard Alice teaching. I put it right in my notes And I put the person's name When I'm taking notes down there I'm not only writing what I heard I'm writing who said it Terrell, Tia, anybody When I've learned stuff Venetia said I'm putting their name in there See, see again It's serving people It's showing you value people How do you feel When someone says Hey I was, uh, uh, The other day uh, Amelia was teaching And I learned this How do you feel When that happens I don't care who it is Lewis how do you feel when, when you hear, hey, Lewis was teaching the other day, and oh my God, he said this, that, and the other. The, you do feel good about it, don't you? You feel that God used you at least, don't you? So why can't everybody else get that? Why do you want them to share your impact, but you hide theirs? Okay, I just thought I slipped that in. Again, we're just growing as leaders, right? We're going as leaders. Because y'all see me do these things, but I'm just trying to give you the intentionality of what I'm doing. And actually, I'm trying to assist you in the holdup. Little things like that. I'm giving you the intangibles. That's the holdup. Because God, if I put you that platform, I might not even get propped. I'm serious. God's going, you're saying what you would do when you get to that level. You can't even do it at a small level. If you don't value the person that you can see, how you gonna value me that you can't? Right? God's going oh no 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 I'm not moving you to that level because you're only mindful of you. All right, that's why some of us are in arguments because all we see is how we're impacted. We don't see how we impact others. All right, does that does that come across negative? I want to try to be negative. All right. Okay. I just just making sure my because I'm working on things too. I get myself together, <laughs> keep myself accountable. Right. So so this is powerful. Got this from Minister Lamar. Uh, I don't know. It might have been Guy talk or something. <laughs> I think it was Guy talk. Uh, so First Corinthians 12, verse 30, 33. He's probably like, "What did you get?" <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yes, you did, brother. Uh, It says, uh, verse 33, of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle. So they're going to battle. Look, it says, expert in war. So they're going to a battle and they're experts. So that means they know stuff, right? It says, with all instruments of war. So they didn't have, they weren't limited of what they were working with. They weren't one dimensional, right? That means they got all the Z. They got the layered learning, right? It says, look, it said, 50,000 which could keep rank. Whoo, my God. Look, I'm at this 50,000, not five, not a hundred. 50,000 that said they could keep rank. That means they stayed in harmony, they stayed in agreement. The team flowed together. So when a, a place called, hey, 39, 48, that means we're going to run a button hook down a hole. You got to block over here. You got to let him in because we about to run a, a screen pass over here, and everybody has to follow a, flow a certain way, right? That means we all got to do it. We all flowing the same. 50,000 folk. Oh, I gave, it, I gave Corinthians or something? First Chronicles. My bad. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's First Chronicles 12. 50,000 folk kept rank? That's why they won. Because they stayed in harmony. That means somebody had to lead, somebody had to follow. 50,000 folk. See, what I like, uh, uh, Golden State has this philosophy, Golden State Warriors, called strength in numbers. And so for years they were winning because they played together. But they're not the first people to do that. San Antonio Spurs, same thing. They were like, the ball just kept moving. So it didn't make a difference who shined, long as we won. But what happens is when you win championships, everybody on the championship team gets an opportunity. The coaches get jobs. The thing is you want to – because scouts show up for winners, not individuals. Right? Same thing. When ministries blow up, I was just think about the uh, guy at the church they went to, Terry Nance, the ministry board blew up. Listen, Terry Nance could have wrote a thousand books. If that ministry was not at the platform it had, ain't nobody listening to his books. Right, that's nice, it's a nice book. Who are you? But if you're Terry Nance from Agape that's already blown up, hey, he might have something to say. You see, you see the difference? And this guy was an armor bearer, he was an assistant. He wasn't trying to jockey for position. Matter of fact, his book was about being an armor bearer. Then he came up with, it's an his armor bear." Vol- volume one, volume two, it's all about being a, vo- he blew up, made money, being an assistant. Guess what, he kept rank. What'd he do? Okay, all right, all right. See, that's going on. Look, it says, look, it says 50,000, which could keep rank. They were not of a double heart. Woo! 50,000 people with the same heart in harmony together. Not thinking they're going to lose. Oh, God, I'm waiting around here. I, I, I better jump out so I can be seen look, look at verse 38. Is it 30? yes yeah, 38. It says, all these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over Israel and all the rest of, uh rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. All right, so, 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 so something about, see the double-minded can't follow. See, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See, when you you think double-minded, you think evil or good. No, 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 no. Are you in agreement with the the flow of the vision or not? You could be double-minded in a house. You could be double-minded on a team. Listen, I done blew many opportunities being double-minded. Man, I'm sitting here, man, they playing me, man. I'm going to go join the other team. Dumbest decision I ever made. Basically, I just didn't understand how to, how to be a part of a team. I just figured I'm good. Let me do my thing. But no one taught me because, see, I, I, I didn't come through the ranks. I was with foster parents that were grandparents. No one – I had no one in my house ever taking me like, – like you do with your kids. I had no – or what I did with my son, had no one taking me and, and walking me through the transition of playing for a team. I just – was out of faith, I just tried out for teams. The baseball team, I told you, I just liked the hats. And I followed instructions, the ball couldn't get by me. Not because I was, I was trying to be sweet, the guy said, don't let the ball get by you. Then he hit the ball, he said, get the ball. It was almost like, get the ball boy. He didn't say boy, but I'm like, okay. I got the ball. Every time he hit it, I made the team. I don't understand how to flow with a team. I don't understand the, the the rankings of the team. I just was like, well, what? Why am I in this position? The basketball team. I joined the team. I wasn't a recruit. They put me in a role for me to actually develop because they saw greatness in me. Instead of me going through my process, I'm rushing, and they were setting it up after 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 the. After I went through that transition, they were going to give me the team. I joined a pro league team. None of these people knew me. None of them. I played against one of them in a tryout, and he said, put my man down. It was, uh, some of y'all might know who Ross Strickland is. It was Ross Strickland's brother. Right? So I'm on the team, and by then I'm pretty good. And I'm like, why this guy out here? I should be out there. And so I kept getting mad. I'm getting madder and madder. And I was like, man, I can't believe they got this dude out here. When am I going to play? The whole first half I'm sitting there. Second half the guy goes, Keith, the ball's in your hand, it's all yours. What he was doing was, hey, this guy's been with me for years. You just joined the team, I'm helping you to transition. And I'm also not trying to crush this guy. We are gonna need him too. I need him to transition to be your backup. But instead of me flowing with the team, I'm mad. The the first time he did it, I didn't play as well. Why? Because I'm mad. I figured it out. I said, oh, I'm playing with a team. This is my role. Dude, play your role. Then the the, the rest was history after that. And then now I I started to, I can go to any team. Put me where you want. You want me to come off the bench? You want me to do whatever? No, eventually I'm going to be in my role, but I'll do whatever you need. I had to learn that. Some of us in here, we need to learn that. We need to learn you're not as great or you're not, you don't approve yourself. God does. Promotion comes from God. So you want to play the role that God puts you in until God promotes you. Right? And understand you're a part of a team. We all got to keep rank, right? Is that good? I mean, I mean as you know, see, can two walk together unless they be agreed? I love that because that's a marriage script. That, that's the scripture we use for marriage. But it's like, it's like, babe, come with me, babe. Come with me. So, 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 we're going to go this way. Okay. All right, we're going this way, all right? So we're walking together, right? We're walking together. As long as we're in agreement. You see what I'm saying? As long as we're in agreement, we're rolling together. We're going to dominate. As, uh, Genesis eleven six. 6, it says they were of one mind, one speech. It says nothing, nothing, nothing can be restrained from them that they imagined to do. If they thought it, they could do it. That's the power of agreement. I, every, time I, 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 every time I go to a, a chapel, college team, pro team, uh, if it was my first time at that chapel, that's the scripture I use. Because I know. If y'all, first of all, if y'all just got an agreement, you two right here, just got an agreement. See, this is the thing is y'all, you guys are peer pressure. No, 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 you, you don't deal with peer pressure, you are peer pressure. If you guys get an agreement, which is almost uh, difficult for youth, and then you guys decide, us together, we're gonna lead this team. We're gonna lead them into the Lord, we're gonna lead them to the church. Do you understand what would happen? Y'all need to go research some of these great teams and see what their core was. You're gonna find Christ. Go research UCLA, John Wooden. You're gonna find Christ. Go research the next time UCLA was dominate. It was Christ, the coach was all about the Lord. Go research some of these football teams that's winning. It's all about Jesus. I'm telling you for a fact when Ohio State won their thing, we out did Bible study with Ohio State for 12 years. And Coach Stressel made sure we had that Bible study. He made sure of it. I mean, he made, uh, uh, listen, before we leave out of here tonight, we got Bible study. You look through it. You look through different athletes, football teams. You look at God. Go to the interview. They be be talking about God. see, 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 that's what's affecting households. All households, church households, the, your house household, your business household, your team's household, we must protect this house. The way you protect the house is get an agreement. What's happening is everybody got different pictures. When we have counseling, you know one of the first things we try to find, what's the picture? We were talking to somebody, uh, uh, some people yesterday from out of town, and we was like, you know what? It's all about vision. We, we saved a couple, at least for a while until they started picking different pictures. Now you know how we saved them? vision because you, see again, God brought you together for a reason and so what, what, what's what's keeping this, this wonderful marriage flowing is we always got something to look forward to we are working towards something together, there's a vision that we're working towards, but imagine if she had a picture, I had a picture, but I never shared it I just kept it to myself I'm just doing my thing, yeah, yeah, you're here for the ride Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna cave in because what everybody's not operating off the same page. I'm not talking about she following me reluctantly, and I'm following her reluctantly. That ain't the same thing. I have a different picture. I just I'm just I don't think she gonna even listen to me, so I ain't sharing it. That ain't harmony. That's double. Yeah, that ain't keeping rank. That's a double-minded man. Double mind. See again, we. People are playing off of different pictures. So when we have counsel, we go, hey, let's put the pictures on the table. So people come into marriage with a picture, never shared it, because you don't sit at the dinner table, hey, I just want to let you know my picture is and, you, and see if you flow with it. Everybody's trying to present their best self. But if you want to make sure when you walk down that aisle, you're not looking over your shoulder, you have to line up what your vision is that person better be flowing with that vision. That man of God better be leading. First of all, he better be, have vision. I just throw that, throw that over there. I'm talking to Cynthia. I just thought, just case, just case somebody wonder, wonder who I, I'm talking to you. Can't be I, maybe this, that, and he, no, 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 ain't no maybes. No, no, not, not waiting all this time. No, and what I'm saying is, it's a wonderful thing. I'm trying to tell you, it's a wonderful thing when people are in harmony and have vision, and and that's what leadership is about too. Right? Because otherwise, you you're, you're going to unravel as soon as there's some pressure. And so, so you got to. There's a leader in you. So, with a real leader, please stand up. No. Gotcha, <laughs> Pastor man. <Bam. laughs> and and so so. We'll, so, so again, and, and God is saying in heirs, Christians in the church, he's saying this to all of us, what he needs for us is for, for, for us that are leaders on the inside, and we're all leaders, to recognize what's needed for change. We need to recognize what's needed for change, not defend why we have been the way we are, right? Because it, it, this is the thing, uh, John Maxwell says this in 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. If you don't know what you don't know, you don't grow. All right, so, so it's not, and and you've always heard me say this, I got this from the Holy Spirit, life is not trying to prove what you know or what you've been doing. It's trying to find out what you don't know. That's what's causing, like, if if there's something that you need, then something's missing. So every day you wanna find out what you don't know. Not defend your position your position is why you are where you are. It's not coming soon. It should have already been here. It's waiting on change. So you have to find out what you don't know. It's waiting on humility, not overconfidence, arrogance, and and and, and shutting out everybody that tries to, to 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 help. It's you understand what I'm saying? That's. And change is not a bad thing, y'all. It's a great thing. Oh my God, I'm so glad I learned to change. And I'm still changing. Like every day I wake up, I'm trying to find out what I don't know. not trying to prove what I do. Because I can't lead y'all with just what I knew or what I've done. Starting the church, I had to ask God, okay, this is all that we've known and done. How does this apply to the church? Okay, we're gonna do that. We ain't doing that ever. We're gonna teach that, but we had, matter of fact, all that, you might as well just 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 redo all of that. And the trip isn't what it is when we came from another church. I did a lot of outlines. I was the guy that was the person that will put together our trainings and our development. So I actually did it. So what do you think I was thinking when we started the church? Well, I already done put together the classes. Cool. We already got our our training classes. And then the Lord said, I need you to read through these outlines. I read through them, he said, you can't teach that because they can't study it. Some stuff I filtered in because I was under a flow. You see what I'm saying? And and God's trying to, he was trying to change. He was like, no, no, I need you. This is, what does my word say? Not what someone that you uh, were loyal to said. What does my word say? Some of us still playing off of stuff that we just got from loyalty, but not from the word. And so you're still getting the results of that. Right? Okay, so was that sarcastic? Okay. All right. Just trying to be, you know, just trying to do this right. All right. And so, so, so we have to recognize what we need for change. You know, Uh, we have to embrace where we are to be promoted to leadership. Um, It's going to be hard to be advanced to leadership if we don't really recognize what, you know, what changes God is trying to make in our life. Um, And again, you know, for some of us, we may be so stubborn, so set in our ways, the Lord may ask us to step down away from leadership. The Lord may just say, just step down. Um, We hope that that's not the case. Leadership is about self-awareness. Leadership is about self-awareness. Not you being aware of what everybody else is doing. Leadership is about you being aware of yourself. (laughs) Some of us spend a whole lot of time talking about what everybody else is doing. We have to be aware of ourselves. And and, and I'm gonna just give you a couple of thoughts here. Leadership is about what you're doing not what you've done. Leadership is about what you're doing, not what you've done. Because we have to realize our exploits of yesterday aren't here present. Our exploits of yesterday aren't here present to stimulate those in our presence today our exploits of yesterday are not here present to stimulate those in our presence today. So God, God wants to do a new thing, right? To stimulate those that are around you, he may pull from what you've done, but he's gonna package it in a way to impact where you are now. Right? So, so, so that's why we, we, we have to really, um, watch, uh, again, just, 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 uh, resting in old exploits. It's almost like old Rhema, which is not, old Rhema It's not Rhema at all. It's stale. It becomes logos, <laughs> turns back into logos, um, right? So, so it's, it's, uh, it's not about who we've been around, right? Something we share with the gifting and calling class. It's not about who, who we've been around. It's about who wants to be around you. That's what leadership is really about. It's Not who you've been around. I was with such and such. I know this person. I know. And, and again, appreciate those things of God has afforded you, those platforms. But that's not the key to leadership. The key is who wants to be around you? Who wants to follow you? Right? Who wants to follow you to church? I just want to go to church because whatever's happened to you, I want it to happen to me. I just, I, listen, I don't know. I just want what's on your life. Right? And so we have to watch uh, yielding to weak courage, which is the opposite of greatness. So weak courage runs back to childhood, high school, what we've done. Weak courage runs back to childhood, high school, and what we've done. Greatness flows ahead. Weak courage runs back to childhood, high school, and what we've done. Greatness flows ahead. Philippians 3, 8 through 14, forgetting the things that are behind you, pressing towards the mark of the high, high calling. Look, Paul even broke it down. He says, I count all things as loss, as dung, doo-doo. He said all things. He didn't say the bad things. He said all things for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. So what he's saying is, I, he's not saying I don't appreciate the things that I've done. He's not saying God won't use some of the things that I've done to impact people. What he's saying is my focus is not on what I've done. My focus is pressing toward the mark. That's what he's saying, right? He's not running back to resting where he's been because it's too much pressure to get where God wants him to be. Not running back, resting where he's been because it's too much pressure to be where God wants him to be. Threw off my whole flow. (laughs) Can we just flow with the Holy Ghost? No, I'm just fine. All right, I got to end this.